Welcome to another moment with Matt with State Representative Matt Dowling, the 51st Legislative District in Fayette and Somerset County's Representative Dowling. Welcome to another report to your constituents. This week, we'd like to start off with an interview between Representative Dowling and another state representative, Andrew Lewis. Joining me now is Representative Andrew Lewis, a colleague of mine uh, who has been doing some wonderful work in the subject matter of school choice and uh, something I'm a big supporter of as well. He's the prime sponsor of a bill that I'm honored to be a co-sponsor of. That's House Bill 1. Uh, Representative Lewis, tell us a little bit about that bill uh, and some of the things that I, I that it does. I know it's it's vast, so we may not get it all in, but give us the highlights. Sure. Well, thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me on and for your work on this bill as well. You've been a huge advocate for this issue. House Bill 1 is called the Excellent Education for All Act, and it's predicated on this notion that every kid in Pennsylvania deserves access to a world-class education, regardless of the situation to which they were born or their zip code. And so we put four huge and key points into this bill. Number one, we created the Keystone Hope Scholarship, which is going to make sure that the state portion of education funding follows a student to the school of their choice if they choose to go to a private school, parochial school, or a home school. And that's going to be a roughly $6,000 scholarship. This has been successful in other states, most recently in West Virginia, and we're going to try to get it done here in Pennsylvania. Secondly, this expands Pennsylvania's successful tax credit scholarship programs, which help a lot of kids in failing school districts, especially in some of these underprivileged communities. And it essentially just lets folks contribute to a scholarship and they get a tax credit for that. Uh, it's a fantastic and successful program and it would just increase that program in Pennsylvania. Third, we're gonna expand and innovate our chart. We basically innovate charter schools. So we're gonna have an independent charter authorizer board that's statewide. So if you have a school district with failing schools, they can't lock out parents' charter options because there's, a, there's gonna be a statewide charter board. There's also gonna be good, strong ethics requirements for charter school leaders. We're gonna make sure that charter school students have access to school buildings and testing sites and just have that innovation for charters. Finally, we're going to enact learning pod protections, which basically means when groups of families come together to study a topic, whether it's because their school's closed for COVID or if it's a homeschool family having that co-op, they're going to be protected and exempted from state regulations with respect to education. So they're going to have that freedom to study without government interference. Uh, those are the key points of this bill, Matt. It's going to be the most robust, forward-thinking, and innovative school choice bill in the country, and I'm confident we can get it done. Well, you know, I, I'm a big fan of all the pieces that are in there, but I think it's important to also note this just isn't throwing money at a problem. This is eliminating uh, things that are broken. Uh, in, in fact, part of uh, part of the language of your bill, uh, which I'm very happy to see, includes language that I've passed out of the House in previous sessions on charter reform. We talk about a simple issue like building access and that charter schools are required to do some standardized testing within buildings. But sometimes, due to the competition, other schools didn't want to rent them their auditoriums or, or their testing facilities. So literally, they were going out into ballrooms and uh, paying the same rate you'd pay to have your wedding to test schools. And it really put those charters at a huge disadvantage. You've looked at, at all aspects of this, and I really think it's great legislation. Well, thank you, Matt. Thanks for your work on it. We're excited. And frankly, this is just making sure money follows a student. We're going to focus on funding students, not just focus on unaccountable systems. Well, hey, Andrew, thank you so much uh, for 
uh, being with me here today. I, I'm sure you have some information on your website. I do as well about HB1. Uh, your website, how could people find you? Thank you, Matt. It's www.replewis.com, and that'll take you straight to my website. And you can always find me at www.repdowling.com. Thank you so much for being with me, Representative Lewis. Thank you, Representative Dowling. I appreciate it. The next thing we'd like to talk about, Representative, is the Buckwheat Festival coming up in Ohio Pile. When is this? When can people come out and get their fill? Well, so this is an important one for the community. Many people who are local realize that there are very few people who actually live in Ohio Pow. You're less than 75 people. Uh, I don't want to be quoted on the wrong number, but just a handful of people that are paying into tax revenue, taking care of the roads. But we literally get over a million visitors to this small hot spot every summer. And uh, we don't want to give those visitors up, but we do have to find a way to fund the things that they need. And in that area, we have a volunteer fire company who does great work. They help with water rescues whenever you're out there. And so their big fundraiser of the year is the Buckwheat and Pancakes Supper. And they also have some crafts there and some other items. Uh, it's held by the Ohio Powell Fire Company, as I said, at the Ohio Powell Stewart Volunteer Fire Department. You should uh, visit them October 8th and 9th from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. or on October 10th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Really important to support that community. They bring people into the area in Ohio, pal, that uh, may spend money in Uniontown or in, uh, you know, on the other side of the mountain in Farmington, but they're utilizing those resources that only a handful of people uh, are able to help keep up with. And a special thank you to those firemen and first responders who are out there all year long. And uh, now's our chance to help them purchase the equipment and uh, take care of the building that they need to, to take care of those things in Ohio, pal. There's an election coming up. There's some dates that people need to know and uh, be reminded of. What's the story here? Okay, so the last day to register to vote before this November's election, I'm sure is something that people want to have on their mind, and that is October the 18th. Um, the last day to apply for a mail-in or civilian absentee ballot is October 26. So if you want to vote by mail, have a plan. Make sure you've put that application in. Um, and then November 2nd is that municipal election. So important dates to, to remember October 18th, last day to register. October 26th, last day to apply for a mail-in ballot. If you want to do those things online, you can do them online. And um, that information goes directly to your county election board. And you can find all of that information at votespa.com. This has been another Moment with Matt. Tune in for more Moments with Matt at repdialing.com slash mypodcasts.